Welcome to Recommissioned, a bi-weekly podcast where we go back to watch Battlestar Galactica. Each week, I'm joined by my good pal Matt, who has only seen the episodes up to the one we're covering. Now, I've seen them all. And this week, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 8, Final Cut. Hello. Hi, Deanna Beers, Fleet News Service. Oh, you're the reporter. That's right, Commander Adama 7 News Service might be joining us. Um, I suppose you're, well, very busy doing a lot of interviews, I would imagine. Well, uh, I would love to speak to you. If, if you've got a second, we can do it now. No, no, I'm afraid not. I am um, very busy. Really, really busy at the moment. Snowed under. Uh, but if you get in touch with one of my aides, there might be a small window tomorrow. I'm not promising anything, obviously, <laughs> but I might be able to uh, give you an interview then, if, 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 if that's what you would like. Ah, uh, good. Good, good. Well, you just, um, carry on. Matthew, I bet you didn't expect to see somebody from South Africa in this hey, episode. <laughs> That's right, the old, the unstoppable outlaw Lucy Lawless. <laughs> the outlaw Lucy Lawless. Lucy outlaw Lawless. Yeah, Here she fucking is, dude. The origin of some of my first painful boners, right yeah, there. Fucking warrior princess, seven feet tall. God, yes, she is. You like Good it when Lord. you? You like it when I do that? You like it when I do that? Well, there she is, Lucy Lawless. Feel free to climb me. <laughs> You might have to, mate. You might have to climb quite a, quite high. Wrap, wrap, throw, get a rope, attach it to a boomerang. That's what we do around here. Throw it it's around fine. me leg and climb up there. Um, I like to get me a rangy boy who can just climb me from toe to head. <laughs> Australia, Caprica. Uh, do you want to uh, tell me your initial impressions of Final Cut? Now, just to set the stage on a reminder for people, we're coming off of Home Part 2. Mm. Home part two, and yes, now sir. we're covering Final Cut. So, Matthew. Yeah. Talk to me about this episode of this television Battle show. <laughs> of, of, I do believe it is called Battlestar Galactica. I think that's, uh, I think that's what the intro said, but I can't be certain. <laughs> we, we cover that, I think. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this episode, man, a lot of really fucking good nuggets in here, uh, touching base with a lot of characters. Um, some really good stuff. Overall, though, I think it's a weaker episode. It's definitely, it's definitely a step down from the um, the two part we just came off of. Mm. There are, there are the the overall story of the reporter being in there. That the whole like aesthetic of that, the whole kind of gimmick of that, started to wear a little thin for me over mm. time. Where I'm like, really? You're, you're, I know he gave her unlimited access, but she gets to just shove a camera in the face of people in the middle of like a military operation. Like, like that's not distracting as fuck. I was like, that's a little bit silly. <laughs> Don't know how I feel about some of that. Um, and there were there, were, I felt like this episode got a little out of hand in in trying to touch base with everyone <laughs> and, right you know it's funny i'm somebody who you know normally complains oh man i can't wait to get back to this other set of people i want to check in with them and this episode checked in with everyone and i was like that's a little too much <laughs> like that's a lot going on we, we touch in with some people for only seconds at a time you know we get a very brief glimpse at hilo and sharon you know the plot of what's happening to sharon matters a lot we don't really get too much, you know, with what's going on with the actual Hilo and, and Sharon's relationship, what's going on there. Uh, Gaius 
guy, this is again, I, I, I cannot figure out what this season wants to do with Gaius, man. I'm so, he's kind of the man in the background right now. I mean, like, we still see him interacting with Six a lot, uh, but that's really it. Like, he, he just seems like he's a shadow lately. It's, it's odd. It's, he's a really strange place uh, on this show. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, some of the stuff with Ty, I really fucking enjoyed. I liked getting, you know, him reckoning with all of this, especially the stuff with him and Ellen. That was all really good. There's plenty of stuff in here I liked, but it's in smaller pieces. The overall threads uh, of the fucking TMZ invasion of Battlestar Galactica, I was like, I don't know how I feel about some of this. And that all said, too, I like how it's introduced. I like seeing, you know, Rosalind and Adama pretty much, like, arm in arm on this. I'm like, all right, this is what we need to do, and we're we're doing this together. Like, this is something we're both, you know, all hands on. Uh, That was cool. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. This is a slightly weaker episode, and I'm still... That that always shocks me with Battlestar. I'm like, I was like, oh, wow, I forgot the show could be not bad, but just not as good sometimes. Right. It's true. Um... You know, I think there's a good episode in here somewhere, but this just isn't. Um, I think yeah, the Paladino subplot is dumb. Wait, which one's that? Paladino? That's the that's the guy who goes after Colonel Ty. Oh yeah, that was yeah, it wasn't yeah. Great. I liked all the stuff with Ty and and Ellen. Ty's but, great yeah, that part. Like I oh, like Ty's, Ty's response to Paladino. I liked. I thought that was cool. I, it. How about this? In a vacuum, it's really cool to watch him face down his killer. And just put his head on the gun barrel. That's such a Colonel Time move to, oh, yeah. to just intimidate <laughs> you out of whatever you think you were going to do to him. You know, you could you have all the power in the world over him with that pistol, and in he still manages to out intimidate you with his grizzled yeah. ass. I like that a lot. But <laughs> the power but, of the sneer. Yeah, but but besides that, I didn't. I just thought it was a little un. I thought it was to be frank. It's ludicrous to think that this kid who made this mistake to solve the fact that he feels so bad about what he did would go and blame his commanding officer who never gave him an order to go down there and murder people. Like, that's so dumb. I could see if somebody sent you on a mission to go murder a bunch of people, and then you went and murdered a bunch of people, and then you came back and you held him responsible on some level. Right. But the fact that you went down there for crowd control... And then you yeah. fucked up and panicked. It was a bad call by Saul because he had the wrong people in the wrong place. It's also kind of, kind of dumb too. That whole thing we kind of talked about was a little weak. But then to for him to come back on tie like this, I don't know. It didn't really do it right. for me. I thought Lucy Lawless was actually a positive in this episode. I think she's a. I think so. I think she's a good actress. I think she did well. But I'm going to tell you this right now. Total, full disclosure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I couldn't tell you if somebody with a British or Australian accent is acting poorly or not. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't do it. It's totally indiscernible to me. Oh, if somebody's just like, the- well, I don't fucking I'm like, this is fucking fuck. I'm like, well, yeah. They right. could just be, they could be a sloppy idiot looking boy. And then as soon as they open their mouth and they got a British accent, Dean's like, oh, is that Alec Guinness? Oh, yeah. Shit. Like, I don't, I can't tell. <laughs> That's being. I don't know if a British person is a bad actor. I don't know if an Australian person is a bad actor. I don't know if a insert nationality other than my own is a bad actor, except maybe in Canada. And here's the exception. If a British person is trying to do an American accent poorly, which is more rare than an American trying to do a British accent poorly, which is more common. True. But when you hear a British person do an American accent poorly, which is rare, it's terrible. 
But that's not the case here because that's not what they're doing. They're not trying to be Americans or right. whatever. You know, they're not Americans, but you know what I'm saying. Well, yeah, they let her fly with the whole New Zealand accent, even though you know, she didn't have that on uh, on Xena. I thought she was on a watch list. No, but but seriously, I um, it was I don't know, man. So I can't, so I don't know. So I'm telling you, I thought she was good, but I'm also telling you that my ability to judge such a thing is. I, I don't even have a frame of reference to go off of. Or is it that they're just all good actors? I don't know. I God, yeah, it's like some weird genetic thing. I just don't know. So I don't know if I'm a fit person to say, but it doesn't matter, does it? Because I'm not here to uh, be uh, totally objective. I'm telling you, I just like Lucy Wallace <laughs> in this performance. Um, and, you know, there's some stuff that I liked, but like you, I found... So the Paladino subplot didn't do it for me. I also didn't love the fucking constant camera shit and in yeah, the man. story kind of became a non-story but right i kind of liked her her monologue at the end yeah and it's yeah, I mean, cheesy I, but like, i dug like i like the idea of okay cool here's what we're trying to do right and it's so obvious that in the beginning she's coming in here for a an expose because she already has kind of you know made a judgment call about the military and that the galactica is a bunch of arrogant like she says in the monologue she's like i expected to know the story already they're a bunch of arrogant boot polishing robots who don't care about the civilians uh right this is the classic true this is the classic media liberal media versus the military (laughs) kind of thing right it's nothing new this is this is the this is a very common thing. Totally. But it's totally. not anymore. Isn't that funny? Wait, what? The, I, I personally I think for better or worse, I'm not here to argue that, but the but the military is the media's darlings, period. Left or right these days anyway. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> it's crazy. But in this, it's that kind of old school left attacking the military kind of thing. And yeah. Right. I mean, we have the previously on, we have all that shit. But um, and then it gets into uh, it, it opens with her monologue, like you said, right? Right, right. Talking about the Gideon Massacre, which is now it's now known as the Gideon Massacre. Shut up, That's, Jesus Christ! <laughs> pretty bad, pretty bad when something starts get, getting called a massacre. <laughs> Fucking PR nightmare. Right. Four dead, twelve wounded, and yet as of today, not a single charge has been filed against any of the Marines involved. They weren't Marines, first of all, right? Weren't they? Weren't they pilots? Oh, maybe there's a couple of Marines. In here. So this there might is have been a couple. Diana Diaz reporting. Yeah, it's the it was the lieutenant who was a a, a flight officer, um, and the rest of the dudes were like Marines, I guess. Yeah, well, and that, that's part of what we talked about in that episode of like this guy shouldn't have been in charge of those guys. No, <laughs> like, no way. Like that just not does. He would never have sense. had operational command of that fire team you know right and that's you know honestly part of what you're talking about earlier with like it being silly the subplot of him going after um ty which i agree with i think it was kind of silly and a little overdramatic but at the same time they could have like i i do like the idea of maybe he was the guy who leaked some information to the reporters in the first place and was like disgruntled him like we shouldn't have been put down there i shouldn't have been in charge of that and like trying to kind of sabotage the commander through pr like this but the whole fact of, like, I'm going to paint blood in your mirror mm-hmm. and poetry. And I'm going to fucking play a guy at you. I'm like, okay, that's getting, that's getting a little silly. Getting a little off there, right? Getting a little off there, baby. I like when she's like, we need stock footage of raging Marines or something. Raging. <laughs> I just think that's like one of her lines. <laughs> we intercut with eyewitness statements. You have no right to come in here like this. Because she, you know, damn, you have to come with us. What am I, under arrest? No, ma'am. 
Okay. And that's when oh. we uh, shoot over to Colonial One. Madam President, it's an ona. <laughs> and seems like she's a little more uh, accommodating to the president. A little bit. Yeah, when like. she's in the midst of the, the ultimate power of the entire civilization of humanity, she tones it back a bit. It makes sense. She's still not afraid. She's not... She she tones it down, but she is... She has conviction. Yeah. yeah. Right? I like when she says, is this a social call right on the verge of another coup? <laughs> <laughs> Adam, uh, just like, dude. funny. <laughs> Don't you love that? Like, the president's all like, hello, welcome to meet you. Uh, you know, this is Commander Adama. And then Adama's very first thing she, he says, like, where'd you get the tape? Yeah, he like, just like, starts in on Fuck her. formalities. Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, so good. But the tape shows you men fire into a crowd of defenseless civilians. This is, yeah, what an riffed on. Amazing. Definite accent. What an accent. Wow. The accent's going to take her to the top of the world. What an accent. She must be smart. <laughs> yeah. She must be much smarter and more educated than me. Much more worldly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, what do we learn here? Well, we learn, obviously, Full about access. how bad... Wait, what? Full access. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and also how bad of a nightmare this has been for morale of the fleet and everything else because of Adama, of all people, willing to go through with this. Like, that was the, you know, the shock of the scene for me, that... You know, like, Adama didn't even put up any objection of, like, as much as I disagree, I've gone long. Like, nothing. He was just like, yep, unlimited access. Mm-hmm. I was like, shit. Did not expect. They are really, like, locking arms together. They're trying to unify. Yep. Like, we talked about that, that, you know, that was the, the, you know, crucial aspect of the end of the last episode of. His whole speech, have, right? Exactly. They have to stay united. And I'm like, I definitely see him sticking to his word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well. He says, um, I like when she says, all access will not buy you a propaganda piece. Yeah. People are distrustful of the military with good reason. To which she, to which the president says, in some cases, with good reason. You have to give right. ground on that. You can't, you, you know, I don't want to downplay the fact that they killed four people. That, that's a big deal. Yeah. Absolutely. When you only have 40,000 left. So it is a big deal. It, it should not be downplayed. And, and, it, and yes, in some cases. But it, it it should you should you have to measure it against everything else, right? Right, right. And you know, to, to her credit, Rosalind's good at this at at being the moderator uh, and kind of lending that, you know, and basically mm-hmm. saying yes, you have full access, but we want you to do, you know, to paint an honest story. Like yep. she's, I like that she's basically coming out and saying, like you've already said, we're not paying for a propaganda piece. Uh, but at the same time, we don't want you to just come in here to smear either. <laughs> like actually take your time i like this i like the idea of Rosalind and adama i like how we see they're unified we didn't have to see their meeting leading up to them talking to beers Uh, and i like this because their decision to give them full access is a testament to their faith in the men and women serving on the galactica exactly they were confident that they have the right people in place making the right decisions most of the time, considering the circumstances they find themselves in. And it wasn't like you saw them being briefed. It wasn't like you saw them being coached to behave a certain way. It was beers walking up to groups of people and just saying, I have full access, so <laughs> deal with it. it right. There was no, yeah, she's going to chief. She's going to come down here and poke around. Here's what you need to tell her. 
send her off on right. this and, and distract her here. They had such confidence in their people that they could just let them go. Right. Right. Because that's the what they only say. Thing, they want a balanced story. Yeah. The only thing Adama does come back with, you know, in the next scene is where he's like, if anything you film puts the ship in danger, it's getting cut. Right. That's the only thing. And that does come back. Yeah. Which that makes sense. There's Absolutely. the truth and there's the, there's the unabashed truth. And then there is a security risk. To quote Captain right. Picard, too much honesty can be devastating. <laughs> right? He tells Data that. Yes, honesty is important, but too much can be devastating, Mr. Data. Kind of makes you look like a dick, Mr. Data. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mr. Data, you don't tell Troy she looks fat in those pants. <laughs> you say she looks lovely. So that's kind of what we're, we're seeing here, but on a much bigger and more uh, um, higher stakes than Deanna's fat <laughs> or unfat ass. It is true. It is true. And I mean, that's one thing we can think about too. Is that the show has made no mention this far along of the the news network. We we know there are reporters. We know there's media. But I think outside of those, you know, press conferences that like you know, Ty was as com- uncomfortable as shit in, and Adama has to do occasionally, but definitely doesn't want to. That's really the only glimpses the fleet gets, mm. other than over the radio transmissions of "All right, there's a an attack coming. We're getting ready for it. Everybody spool up their FTL drives." Like. There's not much view of the military. They don't get to see them or come aboard the Galactic all that much. Yeah, and I think especially with the Cylon, you know, with the, the nature of the Cylon enemy, they're probably super tight about people who even visit the Galactica from the fleet. So it, it's probably got this whole air of like secrecy around it, rightfully so in many ways for out of safety. But I think you know, well, I think I, I can imagine. What's up? Just look at the end of the episode. Oh, fucking A. <laughs> it is true. But no, I can imagine the meeting between uh, Adama and Rosalind. Rosalind bringing up that point of being like, look, it's easy for them to hate us because they don't even know us. They can't picture us. Like, we, we are just the people barking orders at them and then coming aboard ships and telling them what to do. It's true. That's, that's, the, true, that's true, the truth in so many things. When people right. say the government or when people say a corporation or when people say this team or people say this group or that it's, it, it is literally just a collection of people all espousing mm-hmm. the same shit a lot of the time, but they are right. also still people. And when you pull them out of that environment, you know, and it's, it, it's like people used to be, I used to work at this really, really big call center for a massive corporation that you know of that I'm not going to talk about here. I don't want to name them, <laughs> but right. they, um, they would always have these big shots come in and everyone would be all fucking like, and dude, I, I just was never that way. I was like, dude, he's just, a, he's just a person. Right. right. He's a, right. he's a person that has a position with different responsibilities than I have. And that's just it. That's all he is. Like, stop it. What are you doing? Groveling. And, like if, 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 if somebody came outside and said the zombie apocalypse has started, that guy is nothing. Maybe he is something. I'm not saying he isn't. But, you know, just like in the street, dude, like in the, in real life, I guess is what I'm trying to say, you're just a person. Right. Exactly. It's like, come on, stop it. And that was, <laughs> it, that always helped me. Like, I'd have to do these presentations and like, these people are going to be in this. I'm like, I don't, dude, I don't give a fuck. I don't care who's in it. And maybe to a fault, you know, maybe I could have endeared myself a little and shown a little more respect to people who had 
put a bunch of time in and all that shit. But you know, that, that was always my problem with things like the prospect of joining the military was just assuming people were this, that, or the other thing based on, you know, a bar on their chest or a a name over their office door or a fucking license plate on their car. You know, I just, (laughs) well, and also I think this, this episode makes a good example of how much, you know, people think and like ascribe all of this, like, intentionality to things like they think of well you know the government as if it is like a cabal of three guys cackling who like make all the mastermind choices and i'm like the government's a million people like it's there there's certainly intentionality behind some things but a lot of it is the the chaotic mess of human decision making amongst hundreds of thousands of people and trying to to make things happen and stay in progress and yeah to to relate my tirade back to this episode my point is in saying that it's good to see them as people and who they are because then suddenly you can empathize with them. Right. Pull apart like, the so, so So let me give you an example of, how, of, of, of my tirade in a way that is actually advantageous to say the company I used to work for. I suddenly meet Joe. Joe is no longer this faceless guy. I like Joe. Joe is competent. Joe asks me to head up a project and I go, Joe, I like you. And I, you're a good dude. You're giving me a chance. I'm going to try this for you, Joe. Fuck the company. This is, <laughs> right. I like Joe, right? And that's, you, you know, go. you hear that in the military. The guys are like, I'm, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, fighting for the guy next to me. I don't give a fuck about what some politician wants us to go do. It has nothing to do with it. You know, and that's, that's the personal connection. And I think that's why Adama and Roslyn are making a good call here. It's definitely risky, but it's a good call. You trust your people. Let the yeah. media, and then by extension, the the civilians that are, are hoping you all survive, who are all probably <laughs> right. completely traumatized every day, that you that these are good people making the right decisions and trying, right? Yeah. God, our yeah. world could Pull. use that. Fucking social media is like the ultimate. This is the this is my perfect life all the time. Unless somebody just uses it as like their personal diary for like I'm sad all the time. It's always the perfect picture, the perfect this, the perfect day, the perfect that. Everybody writes their dumb messages, and it's all about them, right? Mom, it's Mother's Day. You're the best mom ever. Oh, shout out to mom. Dude, you're writing that for you. Like, it's, it's weird. <laughs> Media is so weird. But I, like, weird. I think it serves a purpose in this episode. I think it makes sense. To where it's like, cool, the media is fucking going to show the people who don't know them, like you said, these faceless people, to make a connection. So like Dean's going to do that project for Joe because he likes fucking Joe. They went out, they had a drink. Joe's a good dude. I like fucking Joe. Joe's in a particular position. Just like fucking Johnny go sucks his dicks is unloading fucking meals or whatever he's doing. He's unloading or... And he's like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I don't give a shit about it. But then he sees Lee and he sees how they struggle on the deck. And he sees that they need the tools and they got to smelt down the fucking iron. It's cool because like, now you know, you know, Tyrell. Now you know Lee. Uh, maybe I should stop sucking my own dick and pay attention <laughs> to these guys. But you get my point, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, good stuff. So combat, Duala, Colonel, it's your wife. Something's wrong. Ellen uh, has a little uh, little thing written on a little doc poetry, I guess you'd say. A little bit of the old doc poetry. A little doc poetry from... written on the wall. Say, look, I'm no Billy Shakespeare, but that look really fucking doc if you ask me there, Matt. Pretty doc, a lot of blood, sad. Yeah, that reminds me of that movie I did, Fear. Did you ever see it? Oh, hell yeah. 
<laughs> so I don't know. This time. is a this is a pretty creepy moment. For <laughs> From the darkness, today. you must fall by Kataris. Kataris. He clutches his wife. Poet. Who is it? A Capricorn poet. Capricorn. Kataris. I thought you said a South African poet. I was like, that's funny. It's the African poet there. From darkness, you must from fall. The, <laughs> from the darkness, yeah, buddy. But it's not. It's a it's a Capricorn poet. Mm-hmm. And then um, we see a couple things. So obviously, Adama has to go back to the Galacticus, uh, back to the Galacta from Colonial One. So he's taking a shuttle. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a comment about the magazines. Oh, I was going to throw them out. Adama's like, no, no, keep them around. They're they could be could be important. Right, right. I like that moment. Me too. Don't throw away the last pieces of you know culture you had from your home planet. So, something, yeah, something, something fun, yeah. something to unplug with. No holodecks here, Matt. Right? Yeah. God, how the fuck? Put do you them in a safe place. Hold on to them. You're the filming this. Vault. We've been rallying since Colonial One. I'm a great actress because of this accent. <laughs> you can't really tell. Yep. He does remind them any safety compromises will be cut. Just so you know. Uh, we see a little bit of a tour of the CO2 scrubbers and how that works. <laughs> and how they're so uninterested totally in the, the tech of the ship. Like, pfft, whatever. But we do get to Starbuck and Lee talking about some important stuff because this is going to lead to Cat's problem. Mm, we just finished true. a 15-hour rotation, short on pilots, right? Yeah, this is gonna. Be, we're gonna stay at this for a while. That's right. Is what he's saying that we're all gonna be pulling these kinds of crazy shit. And they say they stressful. are because of the fleet having a stick up its ass, which they say compliments of Ty's moment of glory. Ooh. Now, I, there, there's a couple ways you can take that. Do you think that partly means that they're having to be out there a lot to to quell situations like security is just more uh, just intense right now, or is it that they're having a hard time pulling recruits for new pilots? From the fleet, because nobody wants to, you know, work for the Galactica. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Right. I think you're right on both accounts, to be honest with you. I would Mm -hmm. guess if you were to read the, 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 what's actually happening in this episode, wiki stuff, they'd probably tell you the latter, which would be because they're not, nobody's recruiting. There's people kind of hunkering down and saying, no fucking way. We don't like you. Why would we go there? But I like your first interpretation, too. Perhaps security is more of an issue. They're keeping their eye on the fleet a little bit more. Things are a little bit more disjointed. Uh, perhaps they're running longer. Uh, perhaps they're just uh, the caps running longer. It's possible. The Right? I know they said they're having deliveries taking longer from you know, certain sure. ships and cargo loads. And so I, I can imagine they're sending out patrols to have to help with that kind of shit. Yeah, that's the cap, the, the combat air patrol. It's likely that that's still... It's likely, so yeah, if things are running behind schedule, then that means everyone's running behind schedule, including the escort ships. Right. Makes Everybody's sense. Everybody's got to be, be at it constantly. But, um... No good. Stressful. Uh, cute moment with, uh, <laughs> with, with Starbuck knowing the poetry, saying she wants to go back to the top of the list of suspects. <laughs> At least says, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, okay. you don't know poetry. She's like, oh, oh, I do. From the darkness, <laughs> you must fall. Failed and weak to darkness all. Guitarist, not one of his best. Can I be a suspect again or something like this? <laughs> yeah, that's so great. <laughs> uh, smart ass. We learn about the, uh, yeah, Lee, Lee gives some pushback here. Oh, from uh, to Cat? Yeah. No, 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 to, to, uh, to Beers. He's got oh, his yeah, towel he... basically falling off his dick. <laughs> uh, my, my rippling body just keeps shoving the towel off. Yeah, she's like, I like to get. He could climb my legs very high. <laughs> I'll take that little one over there. 
<laughs> little one. <laughs> she dwarfs him. It's so funny. <laughs> I'll take a slice of that one here. <laughs> Climb me right up. Um, <laughs> That's right, mommy's your treehouse. <laughs> Climb me. You gonna you gonna you gonna come up in mommy's treehouse with that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <My> little man. <laughs> You think you can take down the wall, you princess? Climb. Climb to glory. You want to climb up here and go walla walla be all walla walla be with me? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically Australian, right? I don't fucking know. Oh, God. Yeah, this is another. This is kind of one of my first moments, I'll, I'll be honest, in this episode where I was like, this whole scene, I'm like, Getting a little silly. <laughs> getting, mm-hmm. getting a little silly. It's okay. I'm not I'm not hating it yet. It's not bothering me. But I'm like, hmm, it's just a little sillier than than usual. I'll tell you what, the uh the videos are terrible. The quality is <laughs> so like, bad. The quality. Yeah. It's really strange the choice of it looking so like old school. I mean, maybe that's or we're supposed to take it like, you know, again, with some of their technology being kind of like retro in a sense you know because of Cylon infiltration that these are they're like using tapes and shit like it's not digital I don't know yeah how about this moment with Gaius where Six says this one can help us funny knowing the end of the episode now dude yeah Mm. at the time I fully thought that was you know what it what it, you can take it for on its face of oh she you know this is her rallying behind Gaius again now of like all right it's time for you to step up in the spotlight it's time for you to start kind of gathering up more power for yourself that's what we need in the long run she can definitely help us by being you know a public figure uh, but no <laughs> that's not what we find out by the end no not at all I love the uh, is it Duala they cut to where she's like her dad said it was a place for emotional cripples. And patriotic, and patriotic fools. fools. <laughs> Emotional cripples. <laughs> <laughs> That's Emotional fucking cripples. funny, dude. You know, people who just don't know what else to do with their emotions but punch them. <laughs> oh, I signed but up But I anyway. like her, dude. I really like her response. Where she said, I guess I just wanted to believe in something. Like, that is such yep. an honest response. Yep. You know, something bigger than no, themselves. Right. Meaning, and searching no pre- for meaning. Exactly. There's no pretension in that. There's no bullshit. There's no, you know, a lot of people might have the same, that might be their actual reason, but they're going to say, oh, well, do you, for the duty of protecting my country, like all this. And she's just like, I just wanted to believe in something bigger than me. Like, mm-hmm. Just commit myself to something big that feels important. You know, have a purpose to my life at all. And I'm like, that's a very honest answer. Like she's, she's being cool about it. Dude, Mr. Vice, how fucking funny is guys here playing hard to get? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, you so were the reporter. Get. That's right. Adama said I'll there'd tell- be a new service joining us. <laughs> well, I'm not going to beg. I'll tell you that. And then right then there, he turns back around and just hovers around her like a it's fucking seventh grade boy so asking a girl out to fucking the dance. Like, I'll just wait till she looks at me. But I would love to speak to you. I mean, I can't do it now. <laughs> right. I'm very, very busy. Really, really busy at the moment. I love it. I love tough. hard to get shit. Snowed under. <laughs> Snowed under. Get in touch with some of my aides, and uh, we'll maybe get something tomorrow. Small, a small window. <laughs> He's so, I'm so important. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, literally, dude. He doesn't do fucking anything. Like that's what's so crazy about him lately. I'm like, guys, how do you spend your days? Like, what are you doing? 
He was constantly being, you know, we talked about that so much in season one. Pressure was on him 24-7. I felt so bad for him. I was right. like, God, he's having to, like, he's got the Cylon up in his brain guts. He's got to be constantly coming up with a Cylon detector, you know, working with nuclear material, like, all this crazy shit. And they were coming down on him with extremely harsh timelines and when they need this shit and everything. Crazy stuff. And I always felt so bad for him. Now I'm like, you're just kind of drifting around there, aren't you guys? Just mm-hmm. talking to yourself, being a weirdo, making everybody wonder. Uh, this uh, what a strange little man she calls him. Uh, we go to Adama. I hardly recognize you with your clothes on. That was cute because he gets the interview now. Lee Adama. Yeah, that's right. I hardly recognize you. He does say the duty locker's off limits, right? It's one place where people can unwind, be themselves. You seem to think your pods deserve special consideration. And do, dude, I love his fucking response. And I, I totally, in this moment, I 100% agree with him. I'm like, really? The personal locker of these people where they get changed and, and you know, take a fucking nap? You're going to shove your cameras in their faces there? I'm like, that's a little, it's a little skeevy. Come remember, on. was it last week we were talking about um, Adama saying, uh, remember when we were saying the argumentation of I don't accept your premise? Oh, right, This right. is the yeah, perfect place to use it. Exactly. Because exactly. she says, you seem to think your pilots deserve special consideration, to which Lee should just say, I mean, I like what he says, but he should just say, I don't accept the premise of the question, which is the mm-hmm. assumption they're getting special treatment. It's just normal treatment. It's normal, courteous treatment it's for normal. anybody. It's not special. Quarters. It's normal. Right. You can call it whatever you want, bitch, but it's normal. Okay? <laughs> just like I'm yeah. not going to shove my fucking camera up your dress when you're taking a shit. You're not going to go in the duty locker where they're like <laughs> run around bare ass and like, get, you know what I mean? Like that. No, get right. out of here. What are you talking about? The literal about? one and only place they can do that. Correct. Yeah. But he does say, actually, I do, which is, which is him kind of pushing back on her. He's obviously not crazy about this whole thing. Um, he's, he's like his dad in that, which I like. I like seeing Lee not suck off the cameras. <laughs> you think he does that normally? No, 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 he doesn't. I'm just saying we've ne- we wouldn't know how we'd respond to this. We can only guess until we see it in this episode. That's right? true. We've never yeah, seen this before. I agree. Um, you know, like everyone else, my pilots have lost their families. Their friends are everywhere they cared about. So, you know, this is um, this kind of this is decent dialogue, but it does play into a little bit of what what Brian said on the Facebook group, which was there's a lot of a lot of telling and, and not showing in this episode, right? Mm, Seems to be quite point. a bit of that, which yeah. comes to a that, real that, head at the end of the episode. But I know that was very much an artistic choice to maintain this documentary style thing. But you know what I was thinking this time around when I was watching it, because we're coming up to this argument in the um, in the yeah. uh, deck, is that it's just I'm just so over people arguing in this reality TV style. Dude. You know yeah, what I mean? I agree. I agree. It, it's just the tired just trope it. of the time. Right. Because and now, I mean, what this. is this? This is, what year did this come out, dude? Uh, I'll tell you right now. Final Cut, Battlestar Galactic, released in 2005. This is 13 years ago. Jesus. And that was and I, and kind of when you're getting into the heyday of all that shit. Right. But and now I don't it's just so you, overplayed. But, like, I was, I was never into any reality TV. I mean, if you still count Survivor as a reality TV show, which it kind of kicked things off, but I see it much more as, like, a game show, I guess. I used to watch that with my parents back yep. in the day when it first came out. It was hugely popular. But any of the, like, fucking, oh, watch, you know, what was it? The Osbournes had a fucking show. That it was yeah, like, there's a, fucking that's. Fucking Kiss Guy had a show. All that shit, dude, yep. I never have liked any of that shit. Not a fan. Yeah, this is the thing with Jessica, like, she she says she likes reality TV, but she kind of likes the 2003 iteration of it. 
right? Which is they are putting cameras on people while stressing them out under competition. It's not like the Cardassians. It's not like the Osbournes. Ooh. That's the that's the flavor of reality TV that I just can't abide, which is just following people around for their lives. But you know, people like that. People are voyeurs. They're they're compelled by this thing. Um, we've always, you know, it's weird. We have a we're weird people, man, in America. Anyway. <laughs> a weird species. You know, it, it used to be the Robin Leach, the lifestyles of the rich and famous, and you know, people. Did people? On the one hand, people revere and love rich people, but then on the other hand, they they denounce people with wealth, like. Being rich is almost like being a piece of shit to so many fucking people. It's weird, right. but but it's not. But then the same people who say that are the same people. Like, did you see the royal wedding? It's like, well, <laughs> I, I, you're right. not consistent enough for me to. I can't engage with you on this. I don't. What do you want me to tell you? I don't know what to tell you. But it's it's um, it was definitely a thing when this came out. This episode, it was really the the candid look at the Galactica, right? God, that's so true. It is true. To, like enough time has passed for us to forget the the period that this came out in of like voyeuristic style reality TV shows were becoming big at the time. Yeah. Like that, like for the first time. Yeah, yeah. That like the shaky cam, you know, handheld camera in their face shit. Like get that thing out of my face! Like, oh man, this this episode loves having characters say that. Loves get the camera how out many of my characters. Face. How many characters can we get to say, get that out of my face? Get that camera out of my face. Fuck off with that camera. Frack off. Which is funny because oh, I love it. if they keep putting a camera in people's faces, that's going to be what they keep saying. So you know, <laughs> on the one hand, you you from a dialogue writing standpoint, that's what people do and say. Right. Right? That's what you do. If you shove a camera, go, go on the street tomorrow and put your camera in people's faces and see what they say. They're going to say, get the fucking <laughs> camera out of my face. Shut that off. Get the hell out yeah. of here. They're going to chase you off, right? There's something about that. Because nowadays, they know it's going to be all over social media. <laughs> Fucking A. Seriously. But that also yeah. kind of goes into the maybe the weakness of the script, which is why do you keep making scenes where the characters keep saying the same things over again? Shoot it differently. Make Be better. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> right. I know right. I'm kind of harsh on the set, but eh, it deserves it. I mean, I, I'm feeling the same way, man. I feel like it, they, they just wanted to do a little too much, and it, it feels like they had to speed through a lot. Mm. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a gimmick. There's, there's no real story here. <laughs> right. You right. know what I mean? There's nothing really kind of moving. It's, it's, a, it's Monster of the weekish, but not really compelling drama. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it, actually. Right. <laughs> of like, this is our, our a different way of jumping into to BSG, another style of episode, you know, between episodes that matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is where we go to the deck and Cat and Chief kind of have a breakdown. And Chief fucking saves her life because he finds something wrong with the ship. And Cat's right. right. pissed off because she wants to hurry up and get up there. Um, and they go back I love and forth. that's part of what, one of those things I love about the chief is that he doesn't give a shit as much as ev- right and as much as everybody is so they get all lost in the the hecticness of all of this and oh we got to get him up there quick we got to everything's got to keep moving you know qu- as quickly as possible we're on 15 hour shifts it's really stressful nobody can slow down but he will still get down on his hands and he's like wait this something doesn't feel right like every, maybe all our tests maybe all our you know scans and and, and quick you know updates on the ship seem okay but something doesn't feel right it feels off and he like gets really you know takes his time of keeping people safe it's awesome that's something it's like you know that's something that speaks to his experience not just that he's proficient in the job but that he has got a lot of experience in it right and it also 
Obviously, Cat's way out of line talking to the chief like that. Hey, Cat, you got hired like four days ago. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and listen to what he's saying. Obviously, she's not in her right mind. I like how Starbuck comments that she's been pissing me off all week. <laughs> right. And she's like, fix the ship and you get the hell out of here. <laughs> fuck yep. off. Yep. Uh, yeah, she calls them knuckle draggers. Like, like you've earned that fucking name to throw around. Right. Silly. Uh, if I scratch everyone off who uh, popped off, we wouldn't, the, the cooks would be flying, right? They make that comment. <laughs> That's right. The cooks would be flying missions. Right. That's a good line. Because they're like, well, I want to take a off rotation, but I can't. So this, this shows some of the stress of the lack of properly trained individuals to fly Vipers. Right, man. No, no, I mean, I can't. Uh, imagining a, a rotation of like fighter pilots, you know, stationed on an aircraft carrier and there's only those, they never get reinforcements for, I don't know, two years. Like that's insane. Like that, that sure. that's an impossible amount of stress and, and, you know, you never getting to actually, you know, ease up. Sure. So, um, <clears throat> where do we go from here? Where do we go? Back to now? the CIC. Back to the, back to combat. Set rep. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Sit rap. We do a little look in on um first order business when under attack is defend yourself and your squad. These things are dumb. The guy's like I have ten stitches I'd say I should have wasted all those people. These and then he throws Ty under the bus, right? Yeah, He's that's like, right. Yeah, that's that's weak command shit. Never should have. Yeah. Drug son the of a The truth bitch. is, it was a command frack up the moment Ty put us on that supply ship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised somebody's trying to go after that drunk son of a bitch, he says. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, that's... Take him out, I think is what he says. Trying to take him out, yeah. And she, and of course, Beers is like, wait, somebody's trying to kill him? <laughs> and that's when the uh, the fucking officer's like, we're done, we're done, we're over, we're right. done with this. That's... Um, a little too many beans spill. Yeah, that's that's kind of a bean spill that I, I just... I also struggle swallowing. I, I just don't see right. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's insane. I don't think I, 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 this guy could want to personally kill Ty, but I don't think he betrays him to a media outsider. <laughs> I just right. don't see it. But then again, I don't know the character at all. So I'm kind of talking out of my ass. <laughs> Neither do any of us. I mean, I'm making assumptions he's... based on him just being in the position he's in, you know? Right. What very little we know about him. Fleet's quiet. No enemy contact for the last 10 days. No silent contact. about the meeting on uh, Cloud 9. Yeah. Did you hear about the meeting on Cloud 9? Yeah, reps flying in from every vessel. Um, he <laughs> wants some bitch to, sessions. Yeah, he wants Ty to go. Do you mind? No, no. Go ahead. We're in. Mine's like the most popular guy in the fleet right now. Well, it'll be good hmm. then to let your cutters know that you're not afraid of them. Yeah, that's what you think. I've been hiding? Well, hell, what's going on here, Bill? You've been doing this too long. Um, all that shit. What He's, do you, what, I want your take on that, of Adama's purpose here. Do you, do you believe him fully in, in yep. what he's, you know, saying on the face level of it? I think, I think it's twofold. Again, I think it is, I, I believe him. I believe, so make no mistake about it. Never once has, has Adama said that Ty made the wrong decision. No. He stood by him the whole That's time true. as he should. He's been loyal to him the whole time. He's not going to sell tie down the river and create division in the in the command structure. He's not going to do that. He's going to stand by the guy and the decisions he's made. 
privately what he says to him. Well, we actually already saw that, right? Right. And now um, I think he still believes him. I also think he thinks Ty could use some rest. Ty was it while he was down and out, and he hasn't had any rest. Yeah. I mean— See, that to me, that was actually the part that— you know, there's the you know, there's the aspect of Adama saying, you know, you're you're a symbol for us. You know, show them that you know, you're not shaking in your boots under the duty of all of this. You know, that you are still here. You're still a part of everything. But at the same time, I think we, he's saying all of that. But I think what he really wants to highlight is, go take a little R and R. Like that's what he says. And he's like, yep. take some leave. Take a swim. just for your, for yourself. Stay away from the bar. <laughs> Dude, there's a little bit of a fuck up him saying that in front of the camera. <laughs> a little bit of a fuck up. He, I, was like, I think that's why they showed him kind of trying to whisper it. Right, right. But I feel like that's that would be something I would just save for later on quarters talk. Like, hey, sure. come on my quarters later on. And then I'd be like, and by the way, man, like really, don't don't drink while you're there. <laughs> you're gonna be under the spotlight still. We do have a we do have an issue here with the with the raptor, as it were. We've got a uh, yeah. what he calls a bus issue. And uh, would have vented the cabin to space and obviously kill him. <laughs> everyone. Killing everyone in it. It's because of the Gideon Jeez. incident, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. Someone's trying to, Yeah, he goes home. He steps off the raptor. The chief clearly saves his life. Seriously. But when he gets home, home to, to the wife. To Wormtongue. Fucking speaking snakes into his ears. Dude. Every fucking time, dude. Every time. Oh God, she is she is so great, but she is so bad. Yeah, <laughs> she's so manipulative, man. Comes with the stripes. It's because it of that damn getting incident, Ellen. We don't know that, of course we do, right? <laughs> she's giving you the chance to tell your side, honestly, self, especially to her. Rosalind wants to placate the fleet, put the great Billadama back on his pedestal. The fastest way to do that is by hanging out to dry. I mean, that's some treacherous shit to say. Seriously. And then immediately spinning that to why do you think Adama wanted you to go? For you to take all the heat is what she's making it sound like. Mm-hmm. Take all the heat. Be the be the fall guy because he knows you're you're the boy scout who's always gonna take it on the chin and yep. you know this gets all the heat off of them. Yep. Yeah, she just takes the most Machiavellian perspective you could possibly have on it. Yep. It's crazy. She is so bad. How did he fucking end up with her, man? <laughs> Who knows? You. <laughs> <laughs> so we go out and um, we have this. Remember, this is the I call this the nine eleven wall. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because I right. mean, it All really was kind of inspired by that. And we see, um, you know, first thing they tell you is to assume you're dead already. Right? <laughs> dead men don't get scared or freeze up. Are you sure they say these things? I mean, I don't. Know. I, dude, yeah, that's. What, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm the. Hey, everybody, get ready to. Hey, top off your shot glass. I'm no veteran. I'm no military guy. I'm pretty sure that drill instructors aren't being like, and when you're out of the field, assume you're already dead. So dumb. I don't think that's the pep talk they give Can you, you coming out of basic. Oh, cool. Then I'll just be completely reckless and not give a fuck about anything. Not give a f- get everyone killed with my insanity. Cool. Not. I really want to not die here. And I'm going to be smart <laughs> and do this intelligently. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Assume you're God already dead. God damn, dude. <laughs> I remember was like, that, girl, wasn't that uh, Lieutenant Spears says that in Band of Brothers he fucking, <laughs> he's like fuck. the grim reaper walking around he's like you're already dead oh, but, that's, right. uh, that's, that's in the fucking bulge scene right? that's the dude that runs fucking back between the lines and he's so fucking ballsy he runs through the German lines all the way to the back and he ends Shit. up confusing them so bad they started shooting at each other it's, it's a crazy <sighs> scene 
I haven't seen oh, it in a long time to remember the details, but I do remember that guy being a bad dude. Hell yeah. Oh, I need to cover that someday. <laughs> I really want to. <laughs> I want to rewatch it. Um, you should listen to uh, Elton McManus's pod on it. Josh had That's a guest true. appearance on it. So uh, we get over to Hilo. He's being interviewed. That's right. Our boy Hilo. Mm. What's With what's going not, on with Hilo? Hmm? I mean, he's being his, his old fucking non-participating self. Like, he's so unimportant <laughs> right now. Like, he's so... Again, he's up there with guys as, as far as being background guys. They try to oh, turn off anyways. the human part of you because that's what'll get you killed. Yeah, okay. Sounding like a Cylon. <laughs> 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 Just a little bit. Yeah, but when you're out in the field, it's not that easy. Nothing's that easy. Shut up. Sometimes you, but sometimes like, you get all hard for a Cylon. I, did these guys have like what I don't understand is why any of them even cooperated. I guess they thought maybe maybe they were kind of told to cooperate if asked to be the questions, right? To not be cagey. Yeah, I just don't think guys like this talk like that. Right? Yeah. Like the brag- it, that, it, the dudes who were braggadocious about that shit. Man, I don't know. <laughs> it's them quiet dudes that are like, yeah, but this guy's all. Eh. You know, it's not easy. Yeah. It's tough being me. And, and also, I mean, like, this, I would say the the toughest part about this episode's dialogue is just the like war movie cliches. Are it's kind of just popping up where I'm like, come on, man, what is this? Yeah. You're smarter than this, BSG. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon has <laughs> an issue. Sharon's got the old bloody hands from touching my stuff. Call Doc Cottle. <laughs> Call him now. For our Cylon, what do you for our Area of, 51 what, project. What do you think of Gator letting his hair down? <laughs> I think he is such an adorable nerd. He's such a nerd. <laughs> fucking nerd, He will never... <laughs> Trying to be all hard. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, it's so good. Look, um, all I ever wanted was to be an officer on Battlestar. Yeah. <laughs> I trained my whole life. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Middle name's Danger. God. Trained harder than anyone in my unit. Oh, Gata, you're so cute. It's just silly. It's, this is just more garbage out of this episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, maybe, the, I, honestly, this part is so silly. It makes me think that this was intentional. Like, of the of Gata, we all know is like a very kind of, you know, capable guy, but kind of stodgy by the numbers and, you know, very smart, but, you know, nervous kind of dude at times. And him, like putting on this show for a camera that we all know is pretty false. It's just maybe a comedy beat that the show is expecting us to laugh at. Cause I'm like, if you're expecting me, me to take this seriously, then I'm going to laugh at that, <laughs> that you would think I would take this seriously. <laughs> like, no man, he's a fucking goof. Yeah. This scene is, 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 this is tough. I don't know about <laughs> the scene with him. I just, yeah. have you learned anything Ugh, that I hate cigarettes? <laughs> Ugh. Check manuals, commands, and tactics. All I know, you soaked yet, huh? Dude, Ambrosia's hey. good with the chaser. Hey. Like Ambrosia and tech manuals, want to fuck? <laughs> ah, That's dude, so you stupid. would, you would fit right into so many forums, fucking Gata. <laughs> 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 He's gonna be on a fucking pickup artist website in no time. Drink? Is this an interview or a cocktail party? Says Ty. <laughs> This is how we keep it painless. Just like to keep it casual, that's all. Dude, Ty fucks up so bad right here. So bad. 
I mean, this, if I'm Ty, the second I walk in the room, she's like, oh, hey, hey, thank you for coming here. Here's a little bit of a, mm. a little drink for you. For the, I'd be like, I am not going to be on camera drinking. I'll have a drink with you after, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, no fucking way. You're not going to film me talking, responding. It doesn't matter if he's stone cold sober. This is the only drink he has. The <laughs> film him responding to questions about the massacre he's accused uh, of, you know, his choices you know, leading to sipping straight whiskey. Like, come on. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> don't don't submit yourself to that. Like, it's just uh, it's just a layup for everybody to fucking dunk on your ass. <laughs> I thought he handled it pretty bastard. decently, though. Was it hard for you to take over your friend's command when he was shot? And he says, I didn't take anything. Command yeah. fell to me. It's good shit. <laughs> you were in full command of Galactica for more than a week at, a, at that time when their uh, controversial actions taken. You're talking about the Gideon. I made, I made a military decision or something, right? I stand by it. i do it again. I'd kill 10 more next time. Whoops. <laughs> I might have been a good answer. Kill the whiners. I made a military decision. He should have stopped there and left, but he kind of got... Right? Yeah. Now I'm making a military decision to fucking armbar this bitch. (laughs) Anyway, She literally obstructed him. That's grounds for physical maneuvering her out of the way, in my opinion. (laughs) That's where I draw the line. Like, like, I'm not going to hit a chick, but you're not going to prevent me from going somewhere. I will move you. Or anyone, right, right. if I can. That's if fair. not, then I'm, I'm fucked. It'll beat the shit out of me. But I'm not. You're not gonna fucking not let me exit a room. What's wrong? What are you crazy? That's a crazy person thing to do. Yeah, that's true. You, you can only expect to be shoved, pretty much. Just pushed aside, picked up, and placed on the other side. I don't know. But I feel like in the final cut of that. They put like almost like a, a a whacking sound in, like it sounded like like it's like are they adding sound effects to make the push more menacing? <laughs> yeah, mm. it does sound like that. I actually listening to it now. Flump, flump. Like he's just obviously like kind of putting his arm against her, just kind of like pushing away, just like ah out of here. But they make it sound like he like decks her. Someone's a mean drunk. <laughs> that whose alcohol I was fed to him. <laughs> I love this little. uh verbal sparring between her and uh starbuck i could use a sparring partner didn't bring my gloves <laughs> too bad <laughs> too bad be so fun to punch you <laughs> tell you what if that if uh lawless is uh is boxing starbucks in trouble she's got a wicked ranger on her she does man pretty good kicks on her too she got the kicks she got the kicks did she train with my shidoshi i told her to <laughs> kick so hard a goal for the stomach Yes, weak in the stomach. I said, come on, do it. Get down off of your big, tall legs and get the kicks in the face. And I told her to kick her right in the head so hard and knock her down. And then you are the champion of the kumite. Kumite. Ronda Rousey goes down. <laughs> I saw Ronda Rousey I kick her right in the stomach. And she fell down so hard. It's <laughs> a weird story we're telling. Oh, crazy. I saw her doing her bag work. I said, no, do turning sidekick like this. Yeah, this is how my Shidoshi taught me for Kumite. <laughs> and if you fight a Russian girl, just make sure that the stool in the corner doesn't fall over onto the ring when you fall down. <laughs> I say, don't fight Russians. They cheat so much. It's crazy how much they cheat. You would not believe it. Fight the Russian dogs. 
I said to the Russians, stop cheating. It make it so hard to win. <laughs> God. <laughs> That's right, everybody. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme appearing on the Battlestar Galactica podcast. I tried to kick her in the head, but she's so high in the sky. Uh, even with my best splits, I could not kick her in the head. <laughs> Time to strip down to my black silk underwear and crawl her. <laughs> Climb her to the top so I can kick her temples. I said, come to the duty locker and watch me do kicks in my black silk underwear. And then perhaps <laughs> Just, we can take a shower together afterwards. See, that's what they needed. They needed fucking Jean-Claude to come over here and swoon over uh, old fucking beers. I've never been to Australia, but I like kangaroos because they do kicks so hard. <laughs> I'm from New Zealand, I keep telling you. <laughs> I'm not yeah, from, I'm from South Africa. The white <laughs> <We> country. All... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, one of those countries with weird white people accents. That's ridiculous, dude. I don't even know what's happening anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. John Fon... John Claude... John Claude Van Damme in Battlestar Galactica. Oh no, the silence are coming. Quick, get me into the Viper. Does this thing have a kick button? <laughs> you will install kicks on my Viper. I love that. I kicked the radar out of the sky. Quick, get out of here. I'm trying to get them away. I've been training so hard. God. Captain. Captain Dama. Right? Doesn't really get any information out of. Uh... Oh no, no, they, they talk a little bit. I'm sorry. Take me through the boxing talk. Oh, well, the boxing talk. I mean, it's pretty much Starbuck. You know, the only question she asked Starbuck is like, so what do you look for in neighbor crates? And she's like, well, good reflexes, reflexes. total commitment, and most of all, not being afraid to follow me into combat. Because I'm such a badass. Because I'm a badass bitch kicking the shit out of this heavy bag. TKO. Yeah, total commitment. <laughs> but that's it. That's yeah. it. Starbucks showing what a badass she is. But uh, she's going to take her take her uh, talk over to uh, the commander, and she's oh, got not some just questions. That. The footage of her getting uh, tossed aside by God. Time. That was uncalled for. It sounds like this. Apologize. Dude, she probably edited in the sound effects. Who are we kidding? I'm serious. She's like, I'm going to get on the old old Derby audition. Look up some good punch sound effects. This one's one ninety nine. Nineteen seventies like Hong Kong martial arts sound effects. Ah! <laughs> How come I sound like Bruce Lee? <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Just a bad editing job. <laughs> Never heard Commander Ty sound like that. <laughs> That's terrific. <laughs> but um yeah what what happens here well this is here i mean she's basically grilling him on okay you've had a horrible incident occur he apologizes Why has right yeah he apologizes for ty's behavior and she just you know straight says okay level with me why has colonel ty not been charged in the gideon incident i don't think anybody has actually like none of the other soldiers there uh and his response dude is so fucking fantastic. It's great, We right? are at war against an enemy with a vastly superior force. I will not sacrifice the few people we have left on the altar of public outrage. Indeed. I could just hear Dean's boner swelling from across the country. Oh, whoa, it, it's, <laughs> it's swelled. 
quite, <laughs> quite strongly. On the altar of public outrage. Yes. That's going to be a <laughs> spinoff podcast, The Altar of Public Outrage, <laughs> starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. I'll, I swear to God, if anybody tries to <laughs> if anybody tries to touch my reputation, I'll kick their reputation's head off. I'm here so much because I just try to make jokes and be funny. Well, <laughs> not anymore, pal. Nobody takes a walk. We all got to live with it. And then uh, we get a... Viper 5-9 or 1 Galactic New York. Clear into the break. Port side landing. Bay, hands on approach. Checkers are green. Call the ball. Roger ball. Wait a second, guys. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm all fucked up. I'm all fucked up. Uh, I'm starting to lose my cocaine high. I'm getting real sweaty and uh, kind of sleepy. Can I get another bump? <laughs> Dude, she is so... From the jump, just looks like a hot mess. Uh, She's like, oh, I can't feel it. Uh, I can't tell what I'm doing. And they're like, what you know what the, she looks like? Third? Every 11-year-old, every, no, not anymore, because they are all good at now. She looks like everybody who ever tried to play one of those hyper-realistic flight simulators and oh land God, a plane seriously. and it's crash insane. it every time. <laughs> every fucking time dude i have only i think i've only ever dicked around on a flight simulator but like like a 1998 flight simulator. oh you want to hear a crazy but, true story my buddy oh, john yeah. if you go listen to the science fiction film podcast back when we were like really like overly cute with our rancheros i actually <laughs> have um i think it is on the independence day podcast i have my friend john call in and talk about oh yeah training pilots and what it would take Dude, he was just, um, there was a news story about him because he's a pilot and he flies small planes all the time. He fucking almost died. Oh, shit. Crazy. He flew up and I guess his engine went out after takeoff and he had to do an emergency fucking landing and like slid off the runway and all kinds of crazy shit. He didn't get hurt. He had another guy with him. But um, he and he he was like, dude, I was fucking shaking like a leaf when I got off that plane because like the cops had to drive him back home. Crazy story. Yeah, it was. He he posted the article on Facebook. I was like, this is nuts. He just had his annual on his plane too, and the FAA is going to investigate, which means someone's getting fired. Yeah, good. Crazy story. Damn. Yeah, well, there you go. Crazy. Flying. So hard to fly, <laughs> come uh, to find out. Hard to fly. Especially when you're revelation. doing lines of blow like cat. <laughs> Space blow. <laughs> it's fucking crushing up pills. Yeah. Uh, she's got a up. bloody nosebleed. What do you think she's doing? Swallowing them? No. <laughs> exactly. She's not. <laughs> oh, Christ. But this is cool when they, they bring her in. Feel. I like this chaos scene. Yeah, wave off. Wave them. off. That's your third wave off. What's going on? And dude, also, as cheesy as she has kind of been in some of the earlier parts of the episode, her actual panicking, freaking out here it was struck me as very real. Yeah. Like when she's like screaming to not be pulled away, please don't take me, please don't take me. Like she is, she seems totally out of her gourd, man. Yeah, she missed the trap. I think that's what they keep saying, right? Right, right. Yeah. Don't you touch me. Which I guess is supposed to be some kind of tail hook. Like, it, it hits them to slow them so they don't... Right. Yeah. That's kind of what, like, jets do on aircraft carriers and shit. And yeah, that they have they tail catch hooks. a hook. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, they show her... They do... This is cut against her doing her thing, right? Wait, who? Like, getting interviewed, Cat. Oh, that's true. That's true, right. yeah. It does cut back and forth between her... It's better than Being sex. all cocky and 
full of shit. Better name a jackpot. A successful fucking run. Cut to she missed the trap. <laughs> <laughs> medics to portside hangar bay. Medics to portside hangar bay. And damage control. <laughs> and a fire team. I can't do it. <laughs> Thanks, Kat. So bad. Great job. <laughs> You're putting us into real overtime over here. If only we got paid. Seriously. <laughs> and then we get a screaming, wailing Sharon. Don't touch me. Don't leave my baby alone. Yeah. I'm trying to save your baby. Dr. Cuddle. <laughs> I like your Dr. Cottle voice. I'm trying to save your baby, crazy lady. Trying to save your damn robot baby. Yep. He's just got a fucking cigar in his mouth. Yeah. But that's when um, Adama draws the line on the tape. Right. I love it. I love how they, I mean, they, the military pulls her aside, has her sit on a bed and wait for Adama to come down there. Yeah. It's like, nah, fuck that. You know, I'm sick to death of people like you questioning my patriotism. We all want this. Oh, no. That's what she says. We all want this fleet to survive. (laughs) (laughs) He just turns and he gives her the dead face. The shark eyes. Dead face. And it's funny, you know, up until what she's revealed to be at the end of the episode. I mean, I actually liked that line of dialogue from her of like, it, it, it kind of throws it on its head of the, the, the always, you know, there's so many ways we've talked about this before on, you know, this show of like how the military is perceived versus how the, the public is perceived. And so often you, you get the one or the other, like the military is all good, good guys holding back the, the civilians who don't know shit about anything and don't really understand. We just got to get these civilians out of the way and get the job done. Or they're the evil military rolling over civilians while civilians are trying to just live their peaceful lives and the military is coming in there and fucking everything up. And she kind of plays with that whole stereotype. At, at first you think of like the civilian who just only sees them as the shit lords and blah 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 but i like her pointing out of like i'm not rooting for you guys to fail like uh, it's not like i want us to fail and the fleet to fall apart she's like i i'm aiming for some truth you know i want to i want to get to the root of this thing and I, I think it's something we can't paint over but at the same time i'm not looking to sink the ship sure i like it a lot that's what she's which we of course find out is bullshit but still i like it still, i like where your head's at with that i yeah. love dude Fucking, <laughs> um, the president, uh, the vice president, I think you're doing very well, very well under the circumstances. I understand this has been difficult for you. I mean, I hear your reports haven't exactly ingratiated you with the commander, have they? <laughs> the eye rolls that she must be having. Dude, his fucking line. Well, once Six leans in, he's like, all right, it's time to, you know, make yourself useful here. This is the one who's going to help us. And he's like, well, you know, when I was stranded, I had leadership qualities in marriage that even Uh, I was never aware of. I love it. Like, you piece of shit. I don't even care. It's so fucking funny, man. It's so slimy. It's so funny. (laughs) Tell her why you deserve to lead. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I love it. So good, dude. <sighs> Previously unrevealed leadership qualities. That's so good. She's just like, I understand your party takes several casualties. Um, yes, that was unfortunate. They were heroes, everyone. You know what? I'm ready. Shall we shoot oh. this one? <laughs> <laughs> and then the alarm bells go off. Yep. And that's when he's like, You're as safe as houses down here. <laughs> what a funny <laughs> what a real funny uh, expression. Your safest house, your warmest bed. But Chaos on the CIC. Incoming raiders. What? Two Cylon raiders. 
And I remember even having this thought for a second and then it passed and I didn't, you know, really think about it again until the very end. But I did have a moment of, huh, two Cylon Raiders? Mm. Why would they come in? Like, why would they come into their uh, airspace? I guess you would call it. You know, there's no base star nearby supporting them. I'm like, the Cylons aren't dumb. Like, they were just going to get annihilated. Two Raiders aren't really going to do anything except maybe make a quick strafing run at some small ship. But, like, what's the point of that? And I remember having that brief thought of, only two Raiders? That's a weird attack. Okay. And then, of course, later on thinking, like, oh, shit, of course. Right. It wasn't a real attack. (laughs) Nope. But, boy, the Raiders are on Dratus. And, honestly, I did enjoy... As much as I miss seeing some dogfighting and I'm ready to see some, you know, some more uh, Raider and Viper fighting, I am – it was actually kind of cool to watch this from the perspective of people just on the CIC. You're only hearing the audio. You're only it, – it's like when you're, like, watch, you know, uh, listening to a football game on the radio. And it's like you're having to sure. pay so much attention and imagining and, and keeping up with it only with that. And that was kind of cool of, you know, watching all of their faces take in just the audio. I didn't mind it at all. Yeah. You know, I thought I thought it was going to annoy me, but it it was it was interesting in that it makes sense from the perspective of the way the story's written and it is admittedly the choice was made very much on purpose and not there wasn't a budgetary concern, I guess. There was or wasn't? There was not. It was very much in line with what their vision was. Gotcha. They wanted to. And maybe the budget has something to do with the two, but they're not going to tell us that, which is fine. <laughs> maybe. I mean, we don't know, but that's okay, right? Yeah. No, it's fine. But, um, but yeah. Yeah. What would you think of this? I guess I, I mean, I, I, I liked it. I like seeing only, you know, the, the reactions of Ty and Adama and Gaeta and the people who normally – you know, we don't really get to see them experiencing this except for when the they're getting, like, the major information. Right. When, when a ship goes down, we cut back to them reacting to it. But them just having to sit there tensely. Correct. Only, with nothing. What's interesting about this, too, is that their roles are reduced in these moments because they have nothing they can do now. They have sent out their best pilots. They're out there taking care of it. Now that all they can do is sit there and wait, wait for them to hopefully succeed. Same goes for like, you know, the guys like chief, all the, all the engineers down in the Bay of just being like, all right, we got the ships up and running. Here's hoping they can do what they need to do with them. And that's it. And it kind of the helplessness of seeing them having to stand there and just hear it as a story told to them, basically, just hearing the radio chatter. Like, that's cool. It reminds you how much there's really very little they can do other than making the choice. It's out of their hands now. Right. It is It is different to see what must be the most nerve-wracking, <laughs> the most nerve-wracking shit on the planet. Seriously, man. It's crazy to think about just waiting there, hoping, I hope we don't sink, basically, Right, right. Right, and that's the thing. Like, it, it kind of tricks you when you're when you're watching the actual episodes that have the dogfights in them. You're so busy just rooting for the guys in the Vipers to be like, yeah, oh fuck, you know, hopefully they get around that you know piece of debris and you know flank the the other raiders coming in this way, and you're you're in, you're in like involved in the battle of it versus the people on the ship who are just like huddled down, like oh fuck, I hope this works out. Like every time, that's all you can do. There's nothing you can more you can do on the ship except hope the pilots handle it. Right, for sure. It's man. a cool kind of tenseness. Good stuff. And how does this wrap? Them coming back in. Um, no joy, no joy. That's a kill. Outstanding. Greatest show's clear, Commander. This is the Commander. Cylon Raiders have been intercepted and destroyed. 
Right. <laughs> Let's head back Mission to the bird farm. Secure from action station, second condition three. Mr. Gator, you have the deck. Yes, sir. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Drop the banner behind me. <laughs> Just constantly dropping it and re-rolling it back up for every single engagement. <laughs> right. Um, I like them discovering in the editing room the Paladino. Oh, right, yeah, the the book. I know that book. Pretty cool, right? I learned that in Cylon College. I, I mean, human college. <laughs> Shit. That's funny. Oh, this is after, uh, it of does, course, It does Ty. say something about the motivation, doesn't it? About the about this guy's motivation? No, no, hers. <clears throat> oh, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, that she has that kind of human knowledge, that interest in their culture. Right. Or that she's going to save... Well, she's a Cylon. She's going to save Ty. That's a good point. Right. Good point. Wait. A Cylon? She's going to save Ty? She's a Cylon. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's a Cylon. And she saves Ty by saying, wait, that's the book, and let's go save them. Right, right. No, that's true. But just the way you said it for a second there. Oh, uh, yeah, like, I'm sorry. I thought you revealed something. I was like, wait. No, no. She's, she's a Cylon, yet she's going to go save a person. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's weird. It's just weird. You know what I think it must have been? Hmm. It must be because maybe the cameraman isn't. Right, right. That's a good and point. And he spots it, and what is she going to do? Be like, I don't say anything. She cracks his neck <laughs> on the way back. <laughs> oh, my my only cameraman died a mysterious death on the way back. I don't understand it. <laughs> Spontaneous neck break. <laughs> oh, what a shame. Sorry. Spontaneous spinal combustion. Yeah, you'd think like we would know who he was, that like we don't even he's obviously not in that little theater, that creepy ass theater. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is after our boy Ty comes back to his apartment for to see Ellen just tied up on the floor. What do you think of this? Silly. Yeah, it's, it's dumb. It's pretty silly. Uh, I do think it's funny just seeing Ellen tied up on the floor. <laughs> Gagged. Yeah, it's nice seeing her tied up a little bit. <clears throat> a little bit. Yeah, it's weird. I don't bit. know. I don't I mean I like the thing I like the most about him it facing is, like, him down is cool. Him him facing him down and then also him not like completely throwing the kid under the bus mm-hmm. that he was like you know he explains like this you know what happened at gideon was an accident what you're doing now is a choice and at the same time he's also not like you piece of shit and like hating him he's like you're you're just a struggling you know fucking ptsd fuck up right now like you just don't know what you're even doing yeah yeah i can sense a little that's the most that's the most sympathy you're gonna get out of time but i do think it is sympathy but again this goes to like his loyalty he's not gonna he would never hang out this kid to the media no way that's not ty's way totally what that's what he would say (laughs) what do you mean shut it down (laughs) it's just cool i liked it yeah we're all right here or something like this (laughs) exactly and then we, we see Kat's, you know, big brother confession booth of, I just started taking stims. Couldn't hack it anymore. <laughs> but, you know, she feels like a failure. I was tired. Because she knows, <laughs> tired. <laughs> Didn't get any. Yeah. But, you know, she ta- I do like her talking about here, 
you know, the fact that she feels guilty about the rest of her brothers and sisters in arms are are still out there, and she's up here in the the sick bay, and that that does strike me as a more realistic feeling for somebody in in the military. Yeah, of well, like I fucked up, and now here I am on a, essentially a, almost an R and R at this point. I'm just recovering, recuperating in a safe little room while they're still out there on patrols, you know, doing dangerous missions. And you're not there supporting them. I liked um, I liked how they transitioned this into the scene, the the next scene. Of showing Adama the dailies. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The footage. So, do you approve of the dailies? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this angle kind of like sucks, but I guess we'll take it. We're, we're way over budget already. Weinstein's going to come down here and ask for our youngest girl. We better get this <laughs> under control, people. I'm going to cut to a wide shot here. <laughs> Can we get a Dutch tilt over here? Yeah, that's real artsy. I know a lot of people don't know this, but I actually really like those. Especially the original Batman series. <laughs> I mean, I like the uh, I like the way you're doing it, but can we do a two-shot on the dialogue? I think it would just work better. Maybe get a dolly on the tracking here. Get some Tarantino close-ups. <laughs> anyway, I like how... Ty's like, oh, it's a hit piece. We're trigger-happy assassins. But then, nope. It's great. Warts and all, man. I'm proud of it. You can show it to the fleet. I like it. I like it. I came to Galactica to tell a story. In all honesty, I thought I knew what that story was before I ever set foot there. How an arrogant military let their egos eat in the way of doing their jobs. Safeguarding the lives of the civilian population, she goes on. (laughs) Right. That's just the word of one little Kiwi. And it's, um... They're playing the original series music. Oh, yeah. shit, I didn't even know that. Yeah, pretty clever. Never, I don't know if I've talked about this before, never seen a single episode. Of I liked world. it as a kid. I couldn't I couldn't tell you anything about it other than I like the cool Cylons with the thing going across their eyeballs. <laughs> now pay, now rest. We can hope of ever laying down the burden and letting someone else do the job. No relief. <laughs> no training recruits. The people on Galactica are it. I do like that point thing she brings up about Gaeta telling her that no one has tried mm. to resign. Nobody has quit. That is fucking amazing <laughs> in this circumstance. But at the same time, it's, it's one of those things that on the face of it is striking. And you're like, that's unbelievable. Nobody, nobody wants to bow out of this. Yep. But at the same time, it shows how close-knit they all are. They're not going to leave their, their brothers in arms. That's why they're still staying on. Yep. Um, I, I like the idea. I like... One one thing I do like I like the very end of this after her her little uh, fluff piece I like the <laughs> Cylons sitting in that theater it's almost like it is thematically staying in line with the rest of the episode they're watching a video they're watching the video I just thought that was a cool way to bookend it right I thought it was right. clever and on, and also the transition of you know this whole episode we've been thinking that this reporter is a little bit out to get a little bit out to to what she seems like in the very beginning smear them basically and at the end we get the nicest fluff piece possible is really striking like it, it, she does a one eighty from what you think she's going to do um, and the real major shocker about that is of course to find out that she's a fucking Cylon but also that it must be something within the Cylon plot to keep the fleet together. Like, that is something they want. They don't want the fleet to come apart either. They want all of all of humanity concentrated in one, 
you know, mass, it seems like. I think that's part of their, their whole thing. Very cool. Because why would they, why else would they do this? They're like straight up, Cylon straight produced a fluff piece talking about how great the human military is and how we should all rally together behind it and stay together as a fleet. What? Interesting revelations here, though. So totally. What do you think of this stuff with Sharon? Oh, man. That had to blow your mind. It's gotten me so worried. Gotten me so worried. So for what? I wasn't shocked by the idea that the Sharon was like, oh, she is still alive. You know, well, so, but no communication. But no communication. That's so they're, the not, thing. A, they're not aware. Mm-hmm. That's but her, huge. Yeah, they're not aware, but at the same time, it, it, it to me almost even strikes me as the possibility that, okay, so they, they did truly cut off communication, but that it, it could still be to make it all the more convincing to the Galactica Sharon now. Well, God, that's already confusing because we used to call her Caprick Sharon. But, 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 it's that, but why, what, why would they not be honest in that moment with each other? To, so that that Sharon truly believes that she's a, a rebel. Oh, I see what you're to saying. So like they're all fooling her? Like they're all kind of fooling her so that they, it's, you know, like we've talked about before, like it's the most convincing sleeper cell agent because they truly believe what they're doing, which is actually the, you know, the th- what they've been brainwashed to do. Damn, you're 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 balls deep in fake news. <laughs> the Manchurian <laughs> candidates are everywhere, Dean. <laughs> False flag. Oh God, but no, I mean, but it's still. I was still surprised that the oh God, so they they really aren't in communication. Yeah, but well, also we we come to learn that the two Cylon Raiders were sending the images back to the fleet. What do you make of that? Are they talking about the human fleet? I think. Are we talking about the Cylon fleet? I think we're supposed to believe it was the Cylon fleet. Maybe so. But before yeah, that, so. we'll, we'll come back to that. We should really talk about the six revelation. Well, yeah, talking about the, you mean talking about the child's life needing to be protected? Yeah. At all costs? No. But look, look again. Okay, I'm here. She says, um, I'm still alive. I'm still alive. You can see, watch Sixer's reaction to Sharon saying, I'm still alive. She's still alive. I told you. That's incredible, Six says. And then she says, and the baby. But does, but wait a second. Does that not, what does that, what does that tell you? That's a big reveal. Does, does, does Gaius know that Sharon's alive? Well, Gaius does, yeah. Okay, does that, that means head Six knows. Mm-hmm. But this one doesn't. They're all separate, aren't they? That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about that's that. That's huge, right? That's that's a. I, if if Gaius knows, Head Six knows. But are we to assume she doesn't know everything? Six Head Six knows, isn't fully aware of huh. all of Gaius's moves. That's a good point. Right? I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, I hadn't even thought. That's about a it big that moment, anyway. I think, um, for an episode that doesn't really do too much. I think that's a that's a pretty pretty big reveal important right and that hmm, that makes me think now what dude well for one it makes me think that like that particular sharon and the, the particular six that gaia sees are like highly specialized mission you know on a mission cylons that are like some maybe all of those are removed from the the larger network of their copies I don't know mm. that's fucking weird dude i don't know man <laughs> i don't know what to make of that that's huge <laughs> these these fucks. 
they keep pulling it on me. And we and we finally get to see our uh, our, our TV reporter Cylon we haven't seen in so long. Right. We so we know for certain she's a Cylon, obviously. Oh, but I'm saying the other guy too, the guy from the, the oh oh Doral. <laughs> it's Doral. Been, it, like, that's the guy whose name you can never remember. Like never. If I your life depended will. on it, you'd be fucking dead. I would absolutely. It's the weirdest thing. That's the one you can't remember. It's funny. <laughs> well, he's only in like five minutes of an episode prior to this, and then he pops up like once or twice for a couple seconds. What do you, like what do you think of the prospect of a recurring Lucy Lawless? Dude, Pretty cool, I, right? I was both, yeah, I was both shocked at her being a silent. I was genuinely surprised. And then I was like, fuck, is she going to become a somewhat reoccurring character? Lucy Lawless on Battlestar? Hell yeah. I'm kind of down. I'm feeling it. Failing it. But she's also a Cylon that they, she's the only, actually, now that I think about it, yeah, she's the only person who's been revealed as a Cylon right now that the humans don't know is a Cylon. They're aware of Six. They're aware of Sharon. They're yep. aware of Doral. They're aware of Leoben. All the other human Cylon copies that we know, uh, the humans are now aware of, except for her. It's true. It's so a very a good observation because they know about Leoben. They know about the black um, dude from, from, from Starbuck. Fuck, I forgot about that. Right? How many do we know? Damn. Doral. How many do we know? What's the black guy's name again? Dude, do not remember. He was in it for five seconds. <laughs> um, for five seconds. Him, Doral. Who else? Sharon. Yep. Six. Yep. Um, we already said Leoben. Yep. So that's that's all that they know. Um, yeah, that's all that they know. That, and that's all that we've seen, I think, right? Except for now, Lucy Lawless's character. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to fuck up. I, right, I know. Right, I'm right, just right. telling you. I'm asking you what you remember seeing. That's what I remember seeing. And now, so if I'm including, you know, Lucy Lawless's character Beers uh, as a as a Cylon, that's six. So according to that, we're halfway through the human models. There's supposed to be only twelve, right? Yep, there are twelve, and there are many copies. Many copies of those twelve. So we have seen six of the types of the human forms of Cylons. Now halfway there. Halfway. Bro. Half fucking way. God, who else is a silent in this <laughs> fucking show? It's crazy to think about. <laughs> Any final thoughts Fuck on this man. one? Um, I feel I feel mostly tapped, man. This was uh, this is not a bad episode. I would definitely not call it a bad one. It's just not as strong. Yeah, I, I don't feel like we've genuinely seen a bad episode yet. There was that one episode that I think genuinely had a bad scene with that whole fucking you know the the ship blowing up on in the dock and killing all the pilots. I was like, that was a silly scene. It was bad. But that's the only – there's not been a bad episode yet. This is just one of the slightly weaker ones. Um, but, yeah, every, every character is still great. Every, you know, most of the dialogue between the characters, like give a shit about Adama, Roslyn, Ty, you know, Ellen, that's all pretty good. There's, there's really nothing – no problem there. It's, it's the dialogue that's brought out by some of the other characters by them being interviewed that gets silly. Yeah, and just the kind of gimmick of it all. Yeah, that part is just a little bit silly, man. Yeah. Worth it. Good stuff. Well, I liked it. I was excited to uh, talk about it. You know, it's, it's like, again, it's, I don't dislike it. It's it just, I know objectively, it's just not particularly good. <laughs> right. But there's always you know, going to be better episodes to come. Yeah. There's always going to be a couple of clunkers in there. So, but good stuff. Um, and I think with that, we're done. So, I think so. Sad. Thank you very much for tuning in once again. Thanks to everyone who turned up in the live chat. We will see you in two weeks' time. You guys have a wonderful evening. So say we all.